Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. Okay, hello everyone. We're back with a new edition of Straight Talk SolarCast. Yay! How you doing, Jamie? Doing great. Doing yeah. great. How's the weather in your part of the world? It is. Uh, it was raining this morning, raining uh-huh. yesterday, raining the day before, but it's almost, well, it's past the middle of April and it's going to start getting warmer. Yep. And our drought is over. Woohoo! California, no more drought. That's Yay. great. That is. Time yeah. to get a pool. That's right. Everyone's feeling good. Home values are up and people want to spend the equity as fast as they can get it. But uh, getting a pool is uh, one of the biggest expenses of a home. Mm -hmm. And it can also be the biggest ongoing expense of a home as well. Yeah, actually, I do have a friend. Uh, I was talking to her about her home pool. And she basically said that they are averaging about $800 a month for electric costs. And it's... She blames it all on that pool. Yes, and pools are great as long as you use them. It <laughs> makes it always breaks my heart when somebody does have an eight hundred dollar a month electricity <laughs> bill, and I ask them, "Was it? When's the last time you used a pool?" Oh, you know, we use it maybe once or twice a year, which is very, very sad because then it just becomes you're just shoveling money into a, a watery pit. <laughs> but <laughs> oh god, <laughs> but. There is uh, some things that we can do from a energy efficiency side and from a solar side. Really? Okay. So number one thing to do for uh, if I have a pool and I'm looking to reduce my electric bill, what do I do? First thing is what exactly what we talked about on the last podcast, uh, which is to switch out the single speed pump for a variable speed pump. This will reduce the electricity cost by about 90% going forward, and that'll save a ton on the pool pumping costs. So that, I don't know how a pool pump operates. It's a single pump, like you can program it, or to, what does it do? So it just pumps at one single amount. So it's just pumping all day, every day, or you can adjust the hours, but it's all pumping at the same speed. And that's just to keep the water clean? And... Keeps the water circulating. Got it. So okay. it doesn't turn into a pond. <coughs> mm, all right. Yeah. So variable does, I guess, variable speeds at different times of the day. and Just perfect, yeah. You got it, and so... It does. It just reduces the amount of power because it's much more energy efficient, and so it doesn't use as much power as a single speed pump to ah. do the same job. So you could program it, for example, to do go hardcore at like uh, midnight when the electric rates are the lowest. That's correct. So you turn it on. You can program it so it turns on around the cheapest times uh, that PG&E is charging for that electricity. I got to imagine the variable speeds got to be a little more expensive. No, they're not that bad. Uh, it's about nine hundred dollars, and then uh, figure another five to seven hundred dollars for the install. But it pays for itself in less than a year. Oh wow! Okay, and 
I've seen those uh, pool mats or like they're solar, they look, they're water warmers or what are those things? So those are called, those are referred to as solar panels as well, uh-huh. but they are thermal solar panels. Ah. And so what they are used for, uh, it's, is to heat up the water. Uh, so at some point someone came up with the idea to take up my salt, my electric solar space with, uh, this thermal solar space and to pump the water all the way up onto the roof, pump it through these black tubes, which are the thermal panels, and then pump that heated water back down into the pool. Hmm. And I don't know if that's really a smart move. Well, you know, when you really break it down, there's about four months out of the year that you would actually need to heat a pool. And so those four months, March, April, and in this year, we probably, not too many people have turned on their pool yet because it's raining, as mm-hmm. I just mentioned. Uh, but then it's May, June, July, August, September, and then, but September, October is when you would use the pool heater again. In California, in general, June, July, August, the pool does not need to be heated at all. Wow. So those, getting back to the thermal mats, um, are those something that you recommend uh, for your customers? We do not recommend them. Uh, we do have another solution, but there's some big drawbacks to those thermal panels. Okay. Uh, one of the biggest ones is they tend to deteriorate over time. So they are installed uh, with the the pipes where the water runs up to the roof are generally they use PVC pipe, which is a plastic pipe. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are really made to be used for underground water, not uh, up on the roof at 130 degrees during the summer, uh, and so at least, yeah, at least, and <laughs> yeah, so wow. they tend to warp over time. They, and when they start to warp, they tend to leak. And when they're leaking, uh, it's leaking the chlorine water from the pool up onto the roof. And most roofs are not; uh, their warranties do not cover chlorine water. Oh no! And Jesus. so, if uh, the the cement tiles or the composite shingles tend to deteriorate. Uh, and it's pretty fun if you just do a Google Earth search for your house and you'll see all the pools that are in your area and you can kind of zoom in, you can actually see where these uh, these pool systems are leaking. And that's leaking chlorine water onto the roof and those that chlorine deteriorates the cement tiles, if you have cement. It also really destroys the roof gutters as well. Wow, I didn't even think about the leaking issue. I was just thinking about the efficiency well, and then the efficiency part of it, if you think about it, you have to pump the water. So if it's an airtight pumping system, it uses a lot less energy to pump the water through. If there's any leaks at all or any blockages at all, now the pump has to work even harder to pump the water through that system. And the pump takes electricity. It's not, it doesn't run on ferry, little ferries pushing the water around. It definitely does. And so right? it, it is, you know... The idea is that the thermal panels will save money on the pool heating costs. But now you're using electricity, just like you said, to pump that water all the way up on the roof and then pump it through the system and then pump it back down. So you're right. It, it does use a fair amount of electricity. I will say they do a fair, fairly good job of uh, heating the pool when, they, when those panels are facing due south. If they're facing due south, then they can absorb a lot of energy. And they can heat the water pretty well. But they're taking, like you said, the, the roof space, it, that's a premium. That's where you put re- real solar panels, no? Absolutely. And my real, quote-unquote, solar panels, <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll call them photovoltaic, uh, <laughs> the PV panels, they definitely 
perform the best when we can face them due south. And unlike the pool thermals, uh, we're getting usage out of that all year round. And that's why I say it's taking up my very valuable real estate uh, for electricity when it's just being used for the pool pumping or pool heating. So then, okay, so number one thing to go back was when you have a pool, get a variable speed pump. Uh, stay away from thermal mats, the thermal solar, that junk. Panels. Yeah, and then what's, anything else? So you still want to heat up your pool. And so mm-hmm. generally people have an, a gas heater. Uh, but what we recommend and what we install a lot of the time is an electric pool heater. And what those are, it's about the size of an air conditioner. And it just takes the air and pumps hot air into your pool. And okay. so it heats up the pool. It does take, at the beginning of the swim season, two to three weeks for it to get to that desired pool temperature of 82 degrees. Hmm. But then it does an amazing job of maintaining that pool temperature. And so as long as you are the type of swimmer or pool user where you're going to keep the pool covered is also very nice uh, because then the electricity you're pumping in doesn't just float away at night. But if you can keep the pool heater or pool electric pool heater on all all swim season, then it does a fantastic job of maintaining that pool temperature. Wow! And but doing all this when you're doing solar, is there any advantage? Or? Yes, because now we can add uh, four or five. Generally, the electricity needed for the electric pool heater is about six more solar panels. Okay. But then when we add in the savings from the electric pool pump, the variable speed pump, that can reduce it by about four panels. So in addition... Wow, what? Yeah, so it's a huge saving, that variable speed pump. And so we can offset a huge amount of that electricity usage with variable speed. So in general, with our pool customers, uh, we definitely recommend, obviously, the PV panels and then an electric pool heater and variable speed pool pump all at the same time. That's a lot of uh, those pool noodles left over for the kids to play with. <laughs> the big John noodles. Come on. <laughs> you don't have any kids anymore. I don't know. Oh, what my gosh. You're <laughs> <talking> about. <laughs> All right. So uh, anything else that you recommend that a pool owner uh, thinks about or considers when they're going solar? Use it. Use that pool. If oh, you've okay. invested, you know, eighty, dollars $100,000 into that pool, so or if you're just, you know, enjoy pool time is some of the best family time. So, you know, get the kids off of the iPad and into the pool. I'm sure they'll try and put it in a Ziploc bag so they can be in the pool (laughs) and using the iPad, but at least they're outside. So definitely if you have a pool, use it. Uh, Use it without any regret when you have uh, photovoltaic panels. You have a variable speed pool pump and an electric pool heater. All right. Those are some great tips, Jamie. Thank you very much. Awesome. All right. Let's do it. All right. Uh, All right. We're going to wrap things up for today. So if you have any questions, please don't hesitate. Send us an email at solarcast at solarharmonics.com. And don't forget to give us a great rating on iTunes. We'll see you next time, everyone. Have a great day. Enjoy your pool. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. 
visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.